Well, g'day trendsetters. Well, this is a strange episode. This is going to cover for. This is going to be uploaded to two different podcasts. One. So here we go. Episode two hundred and eighty-five of the Train Smooth podcast, and it also is going to be episode twenty-nine of the Cycle Smooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions you like to submit through to the show, jump on through to the website for triathletes, trainsmooth.com for cyclists, cyclesmooth.com. So. I've kind of combined this this question for both both podcasts purely because um, it's applicable, and I'm running really out of time this week, and I'm just just getting hammered at work. I'm getting hammered at home. I'm getting hammered everywhere. So today's question comes from Daniel. Um, as a beginner, what sort of cadence should I be aiming for, and how much I need to pay attention to the figures? So I sent him a couple of quick questions. Um, does he have a power meter? And if so, I wanted to know his FTP. He didn't have a power meter. Um, and there was a couple other quick questions. I'm trying trying to look at it as I'm. You know, what sort of distance will you be racing? Um, there was a couple. Of, and does he know his current cadence? So he wrote back. I don't have a power meter, but my current cadence is kicking around to eighty. RPM. This will be my first Ironman next next year. The 112 miles. I am not really sure what I am aiming for. I've heard I oh, I in my head I have around a six hours, and again I am unsure of what is a realistic target. So around six hours for 180 k's is roughly around the 30 kilometers an hour mark. So it depends on your sort of race. But I'll, I'll tap into that in a second. So the cadence. Now I have to, I have hit a, this early on in the Transmove podcast, but it's a, and actually both. But I jump. I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit in my thought patterns with it all, and I'm going. I, I'm not going to answer the question, but I am going to see if I can confuse every single person here with what I, what's going through my head. So. When I first started cycling, um, you know, I, I, I got into cycling because of Lance Armstrong, and he he just powered the, you know the hundred plus cadence, and said therefore, God, I want to be like Lance. I've got to ride at a hundred, and so I did that for ages, and it, and it, it was hard at first, but it became very natural, and then I stayed like, well, oh, I, I think I changed it. I went from a hundred. Um, down to um, about two years ago I changed it and I went to might have been three years ago it went to an extreme I went from averaging 100 RPM down to about 70 between 70 75 RPM and really focused on just building you know just that low cadence hard grind and I did really well out of that and and I'll, and I'll give you the reasonings for all this in a minute but and then I started working with Wes Salzberger as a cycler, as my cycling coach for a while, and he said, "God, that's too low, Tim. You got to get that. You got to increase that to about 90." He thought 90 would be a nice little figure, so I upped it to 90. It was re- it was really easy to lower my cadence down to 73, 74, 75 ish. Uh, in training, it definitely hung around 70, and in races, it would jump around up to closer to 75. But he said, you got to get that around 90. And I found it really tough to go from 70 up to 90. Um, 
but I'll go into that in a minute. But the way he explained it was, is, um, well, I'll go back here. I'm jumping too far ahead of myself here, sorry. So I've been hanging around 90 for, for a little bit now, but there's this part of me that's thinking of dropping back down to 70, going back down to how I was, 70-ish. Now, why am I doing all this crap for and why haven't, you know, there's a lot of jumps here. If you if you're to look at um, the cadence and why I asked did he have a power meter and FTP and all that, it's all very applicable. Now, I'll throw off a few different um, thought patterns here. You see cyclists that are um, most most pro cyclists. They're they're up around you know high nineties, just very very efficient. But they're putting a lot more miles in. They're a lot more aerobically fitter on 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 cycling than than triathletes generally ever will be. Um, and then if you were to look at go take that step a little bit further and look at track cycling and they've got ridiculously you know you look at someone that's doing just a very short hard fast a thousand plus 1500 or whatever so watts they're pumping out they've got a cadence of like 150 rpm they're just going ballistic and and then you start lowering that down to the more you know you got as I said, pro cyclists are hanging around um, 100 RPM or high 90s, but their their FTPs, you know, very very high. So their power outputs very high. And then you start lowering it down to triathletes. Your average triathlete's hanging around 80 RPM, but they've got a much generally got a lower FTP. So. Um, so you see this trend: the, the lower the your the lower the watt output you're going to be putting in, the lower the cadence goes. And so for for myself, I like to make things about me. So for myself, I'm looking at doing Ironman, um, and I'm looking at doing Ironman Australia in May. I'm really strongly considering lowering my um, cadence to do around the seventy, and having my race watts around the 220 around around there so if i was uh, so in theory if i was um more efficient and, and you got to keep in mind also my um my available cycling time isn't that impressive uh, you know i'm in the build up to a nine man i'm getting in 18 to 20 hours of training a week and that's from that's swim bike run strength training that's including mobility sessions that's including you know just uh, meditating that includes everything so there's not a lot of, it sounds like a lot but it's not really it goes real quick um so i on a good week i might get 10 hours of cycling in and then that's and, and that really that is a good week it's generally much lower so i if I was to do, you know, this Ironman at 250 watts, for instance, I, I can see my cadence being efficient at 90. Now, going back to what Wes Salzberger would be telling me, um, and for, for the people that don't know who Wes Salzberger is, Wes Salzberger was a pro cyclist for a couple of the big um, Europe te- Euro teams, local boy in Launceston, um, started up a coaching business a couple of years ago. And um, but I think he works full time now in Zwift. But 
um, he would he would he'd explain it to you, like if you pick up a half kilo dumbbell and start doing bicep curls, you guys, that's just going to feel ridiculous. But one hour, two hours in, they're going to feel real heavy. And he would, he'd explain the cycling. You know, you you want a nice easy cadence to to keep yourself fresh and to fresher coming off the bike. There's a lot of um, proof that that says yes to that but then there's also a lot of proof saying a lower cadence of 70 or 70 75 rpm is just as a more is just as good and then there's more evidence saying a much higher cadence is just as good so there really is no correct answer that i that i'm willing to say yes to um you got a, an average cadence of 80 rpm because you're doing triathlons, I would say I would wouldn't muck around with it too much. I'd probably keep it around 80 RPM and just focus on becoming very efficient. Work focus on adding, um, make sure one of your sessions have have a low cadence session into it. So you're trying to build strength into it, and and another one would be a lot harder and faster set. Um, I would. I think you'd be much better off going down that path than mucking around with your cadence. So, because I, I don't know, I'm my times are all my fastest. It's funny, my fastest Ironman time on the bike was at a cadence of um, seventy five RPM. However, last last July, last June, um, in at Ironman Cairns. I was cycling at 90 RPM, but I had the fastest, the last 65 Ks, which is nothing but headwind at Cairns, was the fastest last 60 Ks I've ever done in a in a race. It's holding 90, so I I really don't know. It's there's just and I and you know I've got I'll, I'll throw in a few more here. I've got um I've got two athletes, both around, both with um pretty similar ftps one's oh god one's around 320 and one's about 310 ish thereabouts now the one that has 310 he's got a um a cadence of 100 rpm and he just glides straight through and the other one um has got a cadence closer to 80 and he just glides straight through one the the athlete that does 100 rpm doesn't do a lot of training he's i he, he i do think he'd he'd be the greatest athlete i'd ever coach ever if i could get my grubby little hands on on him properly but unfortunately he's got a lot of you know interests outside of triathlon so that takes up his time but i just think to myself man i'd i could turn within within a couple of years i could turn him as a full-time pro and within, I reckon, a few, three, four years, I could make him winning really good races within triathlon like against pro fields. But unfortunately, you know, it's a hobby for him, triathlons. So, but he, he's got a, low, a slightly lower FTP. Um, their bike time's roughly around the same. Weight to power's around the same, but he's, um, and it, but these, their cycling times are completely different. Um, one who's got you know much higher training volume than this other one, but they you know cadence are different, FTP similar, similarish. So it's it's interesting, but I wouldn't muck around with it. I'd be keeping it natural at your eighty RPM because the evidence isn't. There's not 
a definitive evidence saying, yeah, you got to a, a most, especially iron distance athletes. They're mostly most of them are going to be hanging around eighty RPM, so you're in that ballpark. Um, as for your speed um, for the Ironman, uh, yeah, you're say let's say it's six hours. You're looking at about doing thirty k's an hour. You're very, very rarely going to be reaching race efforts on your long rides or anything locally. There's, and you throw in some good race wheels for you for race day, whether you borrow them or hire them or buy them. Um, your that that there adds up a good amount of time. Uh, and I'll give you a quick example. I got some training wheels and I got some race wheels. My race wheels, I got zip 1080s on the back, zip 808s on the front. There's a good three kilometers an hour difference between them and my training wheels. And my training wheels aren't bad wheels either. They're, they're not too bad at all. Um, but there's a three kilometer an hour difference in, in them. So they're they're worth the investment and you if you get the if you're going to get them if you're going to rent them i'd rent good ones i wouldn't be you know you'd want dimples and and stuff in them where the crosswinds and and uh, and strange winds and i aren't going to affect it too much i i think that would be that pay dividends you show if you're going to go faster than 30 k's an hour i'd be looking at an aero helmet maybe um if it's going to be hot i'd probably stick with a road helmet if you're going definitely going to be going 30 k's or less road helmet would probably be better off you, you the photos aren't going to look as good though our helmets look cool as hell um and um and invest in a, a good tri suit and i'm not talking about one that looks cool as hell i'm talking about like one with a lot of aerodynamic benefits they're they're really worth their weight in gold i've just got my 2019 season speed suit from 17 hours and it looks sexy as hell and it's got all these patterns and dimples and ripples throughout it and it's it's they call it the second skin and it's cool as hell. I can't wait to race in it. But I've got to. It's funny because Wayne, because I'm part part of the 17 hours team, and Wayne says I need a photo of you. And I said oh, you're gonna have to wait a few weeks. I've got to lose some weight first. But anyway, I hope that helps. I babbled on a bit too much here. All the best. Keep us updated. Until next episode. Hooray.